Super Talk Mississippi media production. Southern Miss fans know the number one stop for Golden Eagle Apparel is Campus Book Mart on Hardy Street in Hattiesburg. Baseball, basketball, football, Campus Book Mart has it covered with clothing to fit the young and old, big and small Golden Eagle in your family. You can visit the store on Hardy Street, shop online at campusbookmart.net, or call in your order and have it mailed to your front door. However you choose to buy, always visit Campus Book Mart first. You won't be sorry. Campus Book Mart and Southern Miss, to the top. Or free record on my count. Seven, six, five, four, three, two, roll A, fade up on A. Southern Miss to the top. You're tuned in to the Eagle Hour. Middle of the week, let's go. Welcome to another edition of the Eagle Hour, live from the Southern Bancor Studios in Hattiesburg. And Laura, Luke Johnson, Kelly Sander, Michael Mergens, happy to have you along today. Great show for you today. Coming up in just a few moments, we'll be joined by Southern Miss head basketball coach Jay Ladner. Later in the show, we will talk to J.D. Byers from South Alabama and get a uh, preview from their side of it for uh, tomorrow night's game. But happy to have you along uh, live with us or listening later in podcast or on-demand form. First segment of the Eagle Hour brought to you every day by Dickie's Barbecue, smoked locally near you, some of the best smoked meats in the world. And always remember when you go see the hometown team in Hattiesburg, just outside Turtle Creek Mall, you can always eat ice cream inside the store. Let's get right to it. Kelly, um, we couldn't ask for a better start to basketball. Fifteen and four, men tied for first place. Four and two. Happy to have a good friend of yours on today and mine. Yeah, Coach Ladner joins us now on on the phone. And Coach, before we talk about the two games coming up, I want to ask you in particular the second half at Arkansas State. It, it looked like an absolute different ball team, yours in the second half uh, compared to the first. I mean, you guys were tied uh, at halftime, and then you came out, and I, I, they were just unbelievable second half. What happened? Uh, well, I'd love, Kelly, to, that's the way basketball goes sometimes. I, I would love to go, hey, we made these great adjustments at halftime, and I did this or did that, but I didn't. We just went in, and like we always do, matter of fact, correct some things that, uh, you know, we, we had had a – a really bad travel week. I don't know how much y'all heard about all that. It just uh, uh, the probably the worst road trip uh, we've I've ever been part of it in terms of things going wrong and delays as we let as we left New Orleans to go to Marshall and um, and again of course it was a long trip from from Huntington, West Virginia down to Jonesboro and we didn't have we we had very minimal practice time and. Arkansas State, to be honest with you, did a few things that we had not prepared for. It, so it took us a little time to get them soft on offensive end, defensive end. But uh, we didn't do anything special. The guys just did what they do, do did what they do, and uh, it, the credit goes to our players. That's for sure. Well, earlier in the season, Felipe Hase was uh, was the element of surprise, if you will. Teams are certainly catching on to him, double teaming him in different uh, in different scenarios. So, what is how does that create a different uh, dynamic for your team when he's double teamed a lot of the time. Well, we're 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 certainly, and I don't say this in any kind of arrogant way, but we're cer- certainly much more than a one or two person show. And 
Of course, Felipe and Austin Crowley are both drawing a lot of attention from the other team. You can you can see it in their game planning and uh, what they're doing. But what that's done is that's opened up. And if you'll look back over the last several games, uh, DeAndre Pinckney, of course, just coming off a of Player of the Week, uh, 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 Sunbelt Conference Player of the Week uh, award uh, from two, his two biggest games of his career. And then Denaje Harris has a career game. So, What's happening is is that's opening up opportunities, scoring opportunities, but also space uh, for other players that that are capable of scoring as well. And uh, it's really nice to see that. I, even even Mo Arnold, I thought Mo Arnold had a great yeah. first half against Arkansas State. Hit three threes early, kind of got us going. And uh, but in the second half, it was just I thought we got into a, a good rhythm offensively, and we kind of looked like what I think our team should look like in the second half. Well, the evil empire, Luke, comes to town uh, tomorrow night. South Al headed up uh, Highway 98. But but we have broken the curse. I mean, we beat them in e-gaming or something, but baseball finally <laughs> got the monkey off their back. Uh, football tried, came up one drive short. But, but Coach, uh, yeah. we're talking about players. Uh, a guy that you've been wanting to get back for quite some time, very important to this basketball team. We might see him tomorrow night. Tell us more. Well, uh, uh, Neftali Alvarez, of course, got hurt, I believe, in our – of course, he played it. He played in the opener against Kerry. He played against – had played really well against Vanderbilt uh, uh, in our our win there. And then we came back, I believe, it it seems like two years ago, that that long ago back in early November. But, uh, you know, he got hurt, I I believe, in the Loyola game, uh, which was right after Vanderbilt. And – hasn't been able to play since and and just to kind of bring everybody up speakers a lot of people frankly have forgotten and and to be honest with you i'm very proud of what our team's been able to do without he and then of course we we lost denaje harris for a number of games too of course denaje's now back but uh he he had a last year when he was playing at mercer he had a what's called a jones fracture and that's a uh a, a problem with your foot and they put had to put a screw in and and what he did, uh, thank goodness he didn't hurt it any worse. But what he did is he, he that that screw uh, uh, adjusted and moved uh, under pressure from when he planted his foot real hard, and of course caused a lot of pain and discomfort. And it, it's taken a while to heal. And um, and and although he's been steadily getting better, uh, we hope to have had him back uh, to the start of conference play back at the end of December. But. Uh, the last couple of weeks, the, the doctor and physical therapist both said, hey, he's making great progress, but he's just not quite ready. Of course, Nefta would say, just feels a little weak. He wasn't that confident. And my thought was, is I would rather hold him and have him for the last 12, 14, 10, 12, 14 games, whatever it may have yeah. been, than try to rush him back and not have, you know, let him go one or two games and not be back. But he has looked, uh, he's looked really good. Uh, he's, he's been without restraint. Uh, uh, meaning he was cleared to practice full full strength and uh, full speed uh, beginning uh, yesterday or Monday, and uh, he's ha- he's had uh, to the, of course today would have been his third practice. Three really good practices, no good discomfort, conditioning conditioning a little bit. Uh, you know, of course that's going to just take time and in in rhythm right. in terms of just kind of fitting back into everything because we've gone so long now without him. But it sure was nice to have him out there and his speed and quickness, uh, uh, explosiveness, and, and his ability to see the floor was really has come at a good time. And kind of as teams of basketball such a long season, as you get kind of toward the end, you guys are kind of tired and so forth. And it's just 
it's kind of like having some reinforcements come in. And then, you know, it just it, – it's lifted our team up. Not that not yeah. that they were down, but it, it's given them a kind of an extra push. And, and so that's exciting. I do anticipate him playing tomorrow night. He will not start uh, just because of our flow. Um, but it, it, but I do anticipate, and then how he how much he plays from there will a lot depend on how he feels. So, but it is exciting to have him back, and we do anticipate him playing tomorrow night, barring a, barring any kind of issue in tomorrow morning's practice. We're visiting with uh, head coach, head basketball coach Jay Ladner. So, getting him back frees Arnold uh, Crowley uh, some of your guard play specifically in what way? Well, it, uh, one, he's extremely quick, uh, and, and he's a, he's, uh, really can get the basketball from the one end of the, he does two things really well. Offensively, he can really get the ball from one end of the floor to the other in a hurry. So it's going to re-energize our fast break game, which is important to us. Uh, his ability to penetrate with the ball is going to create openings for all players, especially it'll, it'll really help Felipe Haas and Crowley because one of the best times to get them the basketball now that they're getting so much attention is in that transition period where the offense, the other team's offense is converting to defense and you can kind of catch them in a, in a scramble situation, try to get them the ball before uh, they get set on defense. Um, so that, that's going to help us a lot. The other, the other part, and he's just a good player. He's a talented player. He's an experienced player. On the other side of it, uh, Luke, you know, one thing that, that, that we rely on is our ability to bring pressure to the other team. Um, uh, he and Mo Arnold can do that as well as anybody. Um, and to have an extra body out there that can really apply pressure to the other team's guards in a full-court situation is critical. And, uh, of course, we've continued to press without him, and other guys have done a good job. But he, he's, he's one of the best, or if not the best, that we have at applying pressure to the other team's guards and attempt to disrupt what they're doing so uh he brings an element on both ends of the floor um and 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 then he just like i said he's just overall a a really good basketball player i'm glad you actually uh told us what a jones fracture was because when you were coaching in the mac jack and won a national championship that's what other teams that you beat always said that they had they said they they suffered from a jones fracture (laughs) Uh, <laughs> you could use that, I guess. <laughs> that's that's pretty good, Kelly. I appreciate that. Hey, so you got South Al, the Evil Empire, coming to town. We want we're going to be up against a hard break here shortly, Coach, and we'll have you back. But kind of first of all, tell us about what problems a an improved South Al. They're playing pretty well right now. The Jaguars are. Tell us how problematic they might be. Don't let their don't let their overall record. Of course, it's not terrible, but don't let their overall record fool you. They played one of the top uh, out of conference, non conference schedules in the country. A lot of Power Fives, Alabama, UAB, uh, just to mention a few. So uh, that any team would have would have had some challenges there. Okay, so all right, and if you and if you hold the rest okay. of that, Coach, we're going to go into commercial break with one of your favorite we'll bands, do. Journey. Here in our in our background music, awesome. yeah, awesome. <laughs> and we'll continue our discussion with Jay Ladner about the South Al game coming up tomorrow night. And fans are tailgating again. Reed Green Coliseum filling up. We'll talk more with Coach Ladner on the other side of this commercial break when the Eagle Hour continues.
tuned in to the Eagle Hour. The Eagle Hour. Southern Miss to the top. This segment of the Eagle Hour brought to you by Campus Book March. It's the bright yellow building right across from the main entrance to the campus on Hardy Street. I, I feel comfortable in saying you really can't miss it. It is uh, your one-stop shop for all things Southern Miss, whether in the clothing realm or uh, different gifts uh, for your favorite Southern Miss fan. 24-7 on the internet at campusbookmart.net. Coach Jay Ladner continues uh, to be on the phone with us to talk about uh, more directly South Al that comes to town, the evil empire in Thursday night for a 7 o'clock start. You did mention that uh, South Al had that tough schedule. But e- even so, Coach, just as an outsider looking in, I don't think they, they played especially well early on. But unfortunately, they're playing much better now. So let's talk a little bit more about South Al and some problems they might pose for our Eagles. We've played against each other many times. And again, I have great respect for him and, and their program. And you're right, I don't think earlier in the year they were playing their best basketball, but they're they're playing really well. They got they got beat on basically the last shot against Louisiana, a team that beat us by 14 uh, two weeks ago. They they took them to the wire. Uh, uh, had beaten uh, uh, James Madison, uh, who, who we play Saturday, who's really good. So they're they're right there. They were they were they were picked earlier uh, in the, I guess preseason as one of the top teams in the league. Uh, they, they certainly are talent-wise. They're very good. He, big seven-foot guy, Kevin Samuel, that uh, started at every game he played at TCU, uh, transferred last year to, to Florida Gulf Coast, played one year there, and now he's using his COVID, COVID year here at South Alabama. Uh, really good guard play, young man named Isaiah Moore, uh, averaging about 17 a game, big, strong guard at, they did, and they they got several guys can shoot it. With Trail Jones as a transfer from Auburn, Richie's always done a great job of getting a lot of transfers. He did that back when he was at Nickel State. Uh, continues to use that model of terms of building a program. But uh, we'll have our hands full tomorrow. What I'm excited about, and I hopefully I know a lot of people listen to this show every day, is is uh, we've of course been undefeated at home, or undefeated home, and and to reemphasize Kelly how much it means. Uh, to see our crowds grow and grow and grow. And, and uh, of course, you were mentioning off air about about the tailgates, or maybe you, you mentioned that right. at the end of the last set. Mm-hmm. Tailgates are coming back. And, and uh, I don't know if text messages and, 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 and uh, phone calls and emails to me mean anything in terms of, Coach, we'll see you at a game. But, but there, there seems to be a lot of excitement about this game Thursday night and, and also this coming weekend. And and I want our fans to know they have a direct impact on our performance uh, in any fan does at any basketball arena. But Reed Green, is, it's, it's been very rewarding to see it go back growing and the spirit coming back and, and some of our crowds. We, I don't think we've only played one or two games that we've even had students in session. Um, well, they are they, now. <laughs> they are. They in time kept. And Luke, they, they, you know, it's not like it used to be where you were off a couple of weeks. Now they're off like six or seven <laughs> weeks at Christmas, it seems like. Yeah. But uh, they're back. They're back. And uh, it, it'll be interesting to, to see the environment in there. But I do know this. A lot of great basketball teams have come in there and lost over the history of that arena. And uh, it's got a great spirit. And it's one of the loudest places on earth when there's a crowd in there. So, we need them in there tomorrow night to help us because we've got a great challenge in front of us. And, you know, it, to be able to play a meaningful game like this, uh, 
third week of January is, is exciting. That's not something we've been able to deliver uh, the last couple of seasons. But uh, uh, thank goodness and thank the Lord we're there now. And, and uh, hopefully that will be motivation enough for people to get out and support us on Thursday. Yeah, talking to Jay Ladner, head coach of Southern Miss basketball right now. Southern Miss, just just 10 fans behind Louisiana. So that's fifth, right at averaging, right at 2,745 uh, fans a game. Uh, so that's that's fifth in, in uh, the Sun Belt. Coach, let's talk about the, the conference right now. Your team uh, tied for uh, first place along with like six other teams. Nine of the 14 teams, 500 or better, nine of the 14 teams overall have a winning record, and uh, it's just kind of like one of those teams. It's just it's going to be a almost like an Ali Frazier fight. Just just people are going to be, you know, beating each other up all season. I mean, what, what's your take on the conference six games in? Well, uh, it's the you know, of course, I was preaching that gospel uh, Luke before the season started that that you could already see it that the league was going to be extremely balanced and deep. And, and I want to mention two things. There were two polls that came out. One had us 14th and Louisiana Monroe 13th. The other one had us flip-flopped. And one of, one of them was the coaches poll. The other one was the media poll. So but those two teams, that I just ourselves and Monroe, both are, are tied for first place. So if that gives you any idea about the balance in this league, I've, I've never been part of a league that had this much balance and I don't want to say from one to fourteen, but from across the board, and uh, every team's capable of winning on a, on a, a, specific, a particular night. Uh, there's no one that I don't think that we can't beat. There's no one that can't beat us, and and it's that consistency and continued improvement uh, over the course of time that's going to uh, what we're all fighting for. Uh, to, to clarify this, what we're all fighting for is to get in the top four. Yes, you yeah. want to win it. It would be it'd be great to win it, but the main thing is to get in that top four because you get a double buy right. in the tournament. Instead of having to win five games, you only have to win three. And of course, it moving the tournament now is in Pensacola rather than a, a football facility out in Dallas. And and of course, Pensacola is a the Florida Panhandle is a Southern Miss uh, strong area in itself uh, due to all the alumni there, and it's close to Hattiesburg. Uh, in South Mississippi, of course, the coast, and it's easy for our fans to get there. And I do believe if we could make it into the semifinals and finals, I think we would have an incredible uh, turnout of support and make it a Southern Miss home game, kind of like our baseball team did when right. we were playing in Biloxi. And, uh, but anyway, that's, that's what we're fighting for. But every single game from here on out, and here's what I told our team this morning. We started out tied for first. Uh, every team, all 14 teams were tied for first uh, several weeks ago. Now six teams are tied for first. But one of the good one of the things that we have going to our uh, and this is why we need our fans is seven of our remaining home games are at home of the remaining twelve. There's twelve games left. We're tied for first with five other teams, and it's who who can finish this thing out. But we got to take them. We got to protect our 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 house first. And then try to steal one or two on the road. And if we'll do that, I think we would be in good shape to be in the top four. Last question for me. This is more of a Sunbelt question, not a Southern Miss what? question. You know, what you're fighting for with that double bye gives you more opportunities to win win the tournament, which would, you know, get you a berth in the NCAA. It, it's kind of frustrating when you have a team with a conference with so much parity, everybody's knowing you're probably only fighting for one spot. But, I mean, how, how long does it take a conference to kind of prove its parity on a national level so that you become a two-bid or three-bid league? 
Well, I think you're making a great point, and I know this by being involved in the I – like, I like the way the Sun Belt thinks. I like the way our leadership thinks. I like the way Southern Miss leadership thinks. And we've all, we, we're thinking big, the league's thinking big, and they're, they're addressing those things. And I can tell you through scheduling, one thing that's going to be coming out here is that they just, one thing, and, and I, I always said this about the uh, Conference USA, I said, man, we've got such a good product, but nobody knows it. In Sunbelt, of course, we got a really good product too, but we never had like a challenge with another league. And, and for instance, next year they're going to be there's going to be a challenge with us in, in the, the the MAC, the Mid American Conference, which is you know your, your Central Michigan and, and Western Michigan and all that group, and uh, in, in, in the Sun Belt where all of our teams will play their teams, and then they'll come and play us in our places. So you know it's that type of thing where you get the national uh, recognition and respect. But I think it's it's happening uh, as we speak. I still think we're probably a year or two away. But there's some scheduling initiatives besides that uh, that are going into place uh, that will be in place for next year. But uh, the the league and I, it, you know, having Marshall in there, Marshall, uh, of course, they were Conference USA mate, but great environment, big time environment there. And I think I, th- I think the value that a couple of the programs have brought into the Sun Belt just further elevates it. I think ourselves and Old Dominion and. Marshall and, of course, James Madison coming in has just made our, a really good league even better. And, um, and it's exciting. It really is. And, and I think, but I think we're a year or two away, but, but we're certainly heading, that, heading in that direction, Luke. All right, Coach Ladner, oh, continued success, buddy. You know we're behind you all the way. And, of course, we're looking forward to Thursday and Saturday wins. And then Saturday night might enjoy some 80s cover music. <laughs> You never know. I, I, hope, I hope to see you there, Kelly. That means we won on Saturday. If, if Saturday, I will see you at the show. Well, we, we are counting on it. Jay Ladner, men's basketball coach at Southern Miss. They're ready for two big Sunbelt opponents at home. Part of a four-game homestand this coming Thursday and Saturday. We've got somebody else that knows the South Alabama, South Alabama basketball team really, really well. And he'll join us next on the Eagle Hour. Southern Miss to the top. To the top. You're tuned in to the Eagle Hour. Appreciate Southern Miss men's basketball head coach Jay Ladner for joining us as he did in those first two segments. If you missed that interview, you can go back later today, listen to us on demand, supertalk.fm, or as always, catch us in podcasting form Google Play, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher. Tune in and audible. Eagle Hour on a Wednesday, live from the Southern Bancor Studios in Hattiesburg and Laurel, Luke, Michael, and Kelly. And we were talking to um, Jay Ladner because tomorrow night, uh, South Alabama comes to Reed Green Coliseum to take on the Golden Eagles. And a friendly game of basketball here to join us, our good friend from down in Mobile, Alabama, J.D. Byers. He's the director of broadcasting for the University of South Alabama. Going to do my best, bro, not to say South Al in this <laughs> segment. But I will tell you, Sander has already referred to your fine institution 
three times on air today as the evil empire, okay? So maybe you will oh. want me to call South Al before the end. Well, that, you know, that, that's part of a healthy rivalry, and we love the fact that our only rival is not Troy. Uh, a lot of the hardwood, baseball, those got rivalries with us go back to Louisiana. Uh, battle for I-10 before, of course, South Alabama added football. I'll say this, though, because um, we can kind of jokingly say that. Sure, sure. I wanted to get this out of the way. Um, the conference with you guys in and what relationships mean to each other. Um, I don't know if you guys know, but uh, December 2nd, I was involved in a very, very horrific head-on collision. Mm. Um, guy was texting and driving. But we were head-on at a pretty good rate of speed, and I was hospitalized for quite a while. Broke my back in two places. Jeremy McLean, John Cox were some of the first people to reach out. In fact, Jeremy even came up to the office uh, not long before the bowl game when you guys were playing down here. But to have him reach out with more than one text and then to come by and just say, hey, man, I want to check on you. And then he had some of his coworkers and said, hey, we've had you on our prayer list. That just meant so much. And that's what this league – what I like about this league is how we can kind of jab at each other, but we have some really good rivalries too. Yeah, and I, Absolutely. I, and I have to tell you, JD, the only reason I say that is because we just we can't seem to beat you guys in anything. I don't care if it's tiddly, <laughs> tiddly winks or checkers. You guys are just a pain in the. Well, they're difficult to beat. Let's let's just say that. I don't know that, that guy that wears that uh, helmet on the third baseline over there has been uh, pretty decent against us in baseball. I tell you what, that that's a very revered, nationally respected program. I know you guys get to keep uh, some midweek action with La Tech, but man, now to yeah. be able to play weekend series with each other on the diamond, that's just going to be great. It's going to be awesome. We're we're looking forward, man. So glad that you're doing better. Uh, we had no idea on this show that you were going through that, but thankful uh, just to hear. I mean, that that's classic Jeremy McLean for you uh, right well, there. All right, look, go ahead. The beauty of it, I, I totaled my wife's car, not mine, so there you go. <laughs> okay. I'll, I'll smile because you're laughing right now. Anyway. Okay. Um, all right, let's talk about this game. Um, South Alabama, 8-10, and 10, but you guys, we were talking to Jay Ladner, first two segments of the show today. He's, he was telling us, telling our fans, don't you dare overlook this team. This has been a really, really difficult schedule. Uh, you guys, 8-10 and 10 overall, kind of preview us what the Jags have been up to this point. In, you know, we it's a rebuilt team, including after South Alabama the last couple of years had some really delightful surprises from folks moving up from D2 ranks. Uh, is Richie Riley doesn't hesitate to go down a level and pick up some guys that can play at a mid-major. And you'll see a lot of that. Uh, South Alabama had a, had a guy that recently graduated named Gaio Consalves, a Brazilian who was playing Juco, I'm sorry, D2 basketball in Oklahoma. So he's gone out and got some of those guys to kind of fill in the holes. And he's gotten really good production because one of those D2 transfers, uh, more is averaging double figures. He's our leading scorer. But, they're kind of still finding the chemistry. Uh, last game out, South Alabama was without the guy that's averaging right at a double-double, a seven-footer from Florida Gulf Coast. And you're thinking, oh, my gosh, this is really going to be a big loss. But yet Marshall Keering, he lose a little height there, but he has a lot of experience, came in, and he did some things that Kevin Samuel can't. We build a 10-point lead going into the half, but end up losing the game. Uh, last time out at home. So while South Alabama is about to wrap up uh, or or has recently wrapped up a four-game homestand, you like to get those victories at home. But now moving to uh, an away court 
where you've got a veteran bunch and a really good coach in Jay Ladner. You know, I'm with you guys and I'm with your head coach. It's going to be a really good ball game, just kind of depending on what you get on the hardwood from South Alabama. Yeah, but, but, J.D., is it fair to say, and obviously I'm an outsider looking in, but trying to follow you guys as best I can, is it fair to say that that you're still playing the best basketball, you're playing the best basketball that they've played up to this point right now? Yeah, you know, we, we had Alabama come in and sold the place out, 10,000-plus, and lost by 10. And I think a lot of people were like, oh, man, that wasn't supposed to happen because we had Auburn in here uh, just before COVID, and they had to get a tip in to win. But at that point, we didn't know Alabama was going to be how good Alabama is because there wasn't a whole lot of attention, and then Alabama went on a tear. So I think now there's some reflection, at least internally, that these guys have some confidence. They're also protecting the basketball at a very high clip. They're number one in the conference in the fewest turnovers. But it has to equate into points. And, uh, you know, there, there were a lot of trips in that last game at home where we just weren't getting there in the second half and closing it out and uh, finishing at the rim. So that's so. If there is a if there is a thorn in the side of this team, they're protecting the ball well, but they're not converting them tur- other turnovers into points. Yeah, and, and and the last game was a mismatch as far as rebounding because uh, Louisiana just brings a wealth of height. I think you, if you don't know now, you'll become accustomed quickly that one thing that coach loves to do is just recruit big guys. Um, he's getting some good guard play now, but historically it's always about points in the paint. South Alabama, without their big man, I just told you about the seven-footer, still kind of held their own in rebounding. But as those big old bodies tend to lean on you, in the second half, you start to feel it. And you, you know you've been beat up a little bit, and you'll even feel it the next day. And, and you know, we, we just weren't getting points on the trips we needed to get in the second half. Talking to J.D. Byers. He is the director of broadcasting for the University of South Alabama. Previewing tomorrow night's game against the Golden Eagles, 7 p.m. in Reed Green Coliseum. Uh, J.D., let's talk about the league for a minute. This is, uh, you know, it's, it's new for us, our first go-around, but I brought this up to Jay Ladner. Right now, nine of the 14 teams, 500 or better, there's a six-way tie for first place with four and two. And, and I guess the struggle is... I, the consensus is this is a one bid league, but there's so much parity in it. You know, you, you may have a, a, the, the team that comes out of the heavyweight fight in the tournament, uh, you know, that, that isn't the, probably the best team in the league, one of the best. How long do you think it will take the Sun Belt, you know, to develop the, the, before the parity, I should say, gets appreciated where this can turn into a two or three bid league? I think the biggest attribute or, or um, stimulus to that and it may take a little while to catch up, is going to be the transfer portal. Because the guys who play it right can move talent-wise from a mid-major to a major, maybe not playing in a Power 5 conference, but on the hardwood. And eventually the, the committees will have to take a look at that and realize uh, some programs that have kind of been afterthoughts and conferences now all of a sudden are fielding really good basketball teams. And you know where it could be feast or famine, some coaches are perplexed and frustrated by the transfer portal. But those who know how to do it and are good recruiters and can get guys to come in, I think if you get more than you know a handful of those in your conference, that eventually will lead you to a two uh, or maybe three-team uh, conference to get into the postseason. J.D., um, JD I wanted to ask you about what, what uh, yeah. from, from your guys' point of view, what, how, what does Southern Miss bring to the table basketball-wise that's going to present you guys problems tomorrow night? Um, I think it's execution in the uh, 
you know, sharing of the basketball, a lot of assists per made bucket, and that's Jay Ladner basketball. Going back to the time we followed him at Southeast Louisiana, uh, he just—it's it, a chemistry where he's able to get his guys to play together, um, and a team that never goes in and gets you know down or have any panic about him because Southern Miss, I've seen it time and again you know, be double digits down and come back and, and make a game out of it and pull out victory. So I think South Alabama will, will have to keep their nose down to the grindstone and not be comfortable with any kind of lead. That sounds reasonable, doesn't it, Luke? Yeah, it, it, it does. And, and I mean, I think we're, we're learning more and more that when these two teams get together, I mean, just – I see this rivalry continuing to develop, J.D., regardless of the sport, just kind of toss records aside. And you talked about how, you know, we're thankful that that you got more than than Troy as as a rival now. But I do see that going forward, no matter what it is, when these two teams get together. Ignore the records. Ignore the history. Anybody could win. Oh, absolutely. And I just think Jay Ladner, as far as recruiting, too, that – I just see success galore coming because he's there for longevity. That is home. That's his alma mater. And I think eventually that's going to put Southern Miss a little bit ahead of a lot of teams in the region or perhaps even in this side of the conference over, you know, west of Troy. And the fact that he can go into a young man's uh, dressing or, or, or living room and recruit and say, hey, I'm going to be here not only when you graduate, but I may still be here, you know, when your own kids are playing because. Yeah. He's not going anywhere. He's where he wants to be, where a lot of coaches in the league are using a mid-major as a stepping stone and say, you know, a good job comes, I'm, I'm flying. Yeah. J.D., we appreciate your time. So glad uh, you're okay, man. Glad uh, you're back doing what Thank you love. You. Uh, we'll see you tomorrow night, and then we'll catch you Valentine's Day week when we return to favor to Mobile. Can't wait, man. Appreciate you having me on. It's J.D. Byers, Director of Broadcasting at the University of South Alabama Eagles, getting ready to take on the Jags tomorrow night. Kelly, I did it. I, I didn't say – South, South Al segment. There you go. (laughs) Or the evil empire. We'll be back in just a moment. The Eagle Hour, Southern Miss to the top. That third segment with J.D. Byers brought to you by 4th Street Bar and Grill, located on 4th Street in Hattiesburg, Mississippi, home of the 995 lunch. Always can get a iced tea or your favorite soft drink included with that great blue plate lunch over at 4th Street. Proud sponsor of the Eagle Hour. This fourth segment brought to you by DBAT and D1 Training. Baseball just a few weeks away and uh, looking maybe for the baseball softball player in your house. Uh, something to get them uh, more training, better instruction, and just maybe some practice in those eight batting cages. Set for softball, baseball. You can work on uh, fastballs, off speed. Of course, they had the pro shop all there on Hardy Street, DBAT D1. DBAT Hattiesburg. Dot com. Luke Kelly and Michael from the Southern Bancor Studios in Hattiesburg and Laurel. Uh, new announcement today, the Sunbelt Conference will add beach volleyball as its 19th sponsored sport uh, beginning with the 2023 season. Commissioner Keith Gill announced Wednesday. And, you know, kind of like you see with uh, with different soccer programs, they kind of got to pull outside teams in order to form a league. That's what's going to happen with this. There will be eight teams 
um, that the that will be in the Sun Belt Conference. Four of those are actual Sun Belt members: Coastal Carolina, Georgia State, ULM, and Southern Miss. The four teams from the outside that will be affiliate members: the College of Charleston, Mercer, Stephen F. Austin, and UNC Wilmington. Georgia State, we should mention, in in the Sun Belt is a two-time NCAA championship participant as recently as last year where they advanced to the round of six. So uh, I I didn't know this, Kelly. Beach volleyball, the fastest-growing sport in the NCAA, 180 institutions across all levels of the NCAA. So uh, the 19th sport now uh, with with the Sun Belt, and Southern Miss will be one of those uh, eight schools in uh, the the Sun Belt Beach Volleyball Conference. Actually, on the cutting edge – where the Eagles, when they implemented uh, beach volleyball, you know, just a couple seasons ago. But, you know, you talk about uh, all the sports at Southern Miss, and one of the big criticisms over the years, Luke, has been the fickle fan base at Southern Miss. But with some numbers that you've got that you're about to reveal to us, it would certainly indicate that that isn't necessarily uh, a criticism that is warranted a fan base because they will show up absolutely so i mentioned it earlier with coach ladner just uh unpack it a little more right now so the average basketball attendance right now this is espn stats um so far in the basketball season southern miss fifth in average basketball attendance um in In the the, sun belt in the sun belt right this is an average basketball attendance old dominion leading the way at right at 5200 marshall second 4377 James Madison at 3,500, Louisiana at 2,755, Eagles 10 behind 2,745. So what that means is a really good crowd tomorrow night could possibly propel Southern Miss into the top four of average basketball attendance uh, in the Sun Belt. That's huge. Um, and, and just recently kind of recapping the baseball attendance last year, and this is where uh, Eagles are in pretty dominant territory. So 11th in the country in average attendance – Right at forty six eighty seven, so right just shy of forty seven hundred per game. Um, Southern Miss eleventh in the country, but when you look at the total home attendance across uh, all the games, Southern Miss ninth in the country. Ninth in the country, they had a hundred and eighty two thousand eight hundred and ten fans in the peat last year, um, and uh, again. When you factor in Ole Miss and Mississippi State, all three Mississippi programs in the top nine in attendance in the country. And based on season ticket sales for this year's edition of the Golden Eagle baseball team, you would think that those numbers will only go up this year. So things things are certainly um, things are looking good here in Hattiesburg. Hey, don't forget to Mobe Beignet, the official beignet store of Southern Miss. It's right across um, right across from the campus. Students like to go there to enjoy uh, fresh coffees, whether it's it's iced coffees or hot coffees. They've got the Columbia, they've got the pecan, they've got the different flavors of coffees, plus um, some beignets with the different f- flavored syrups and plenty of powdered sugar. Believe me, good place to hang out, study, and uh, you know, I do you know all about that powdered sugar. I do. Actually, my sister is snowboarding down from Minnesota, and we went and had breakfast there Saturday, and uh, she commented. You dumped the powdered sugar on on your head again? No, it's only when I get uh, when I get beat, beaten badly in an eating contest. Is only two minutes know, and forty eight seconds. Yeah, is that that's what you finished them all in in two forty eight? Yeah. 
I got you. Hey, Luke, before, and you were talking about Keith Gilmick and the announcement about beach volleyball. The Big Ten Conference is in need of a commissioner. Their former commissioner has left to become the uh, CEO and general manager of the Chicago Bears. So the Big Ten, of course, one of the one of the Power Five, and, th- and this is strictly rumor out of the Midwest. All right, you hear people from Indiana, Illinois, and Iowa talking about potential replacements. Keith Gill comes up in those conversations, but and again, that's that's just all strictly rumor. You know how that is. But Keith Gill just signed an extension. Well, the last summer signed an extension through twenty thirty, Luke. So I would think he's uh, he's set here for a while. He needs to stay. We need Keith Gill. Don't go anywhere, please, sir. Two-time guests of the Eagle Hour, by the way. Yeah, that's right. Hey, tomorrow we're going to talk. Uh, we're going to talk some more numbers with our own Hattiesburg's Patrick McGee. The softball season right around the corner, and uh, we'll continue to count down tomorrow night's basketball games on both the men's and women's side. That's on tomorrow's Eagle Hour for Luke Johnson and producer engineer Michael Mergens. I'm Kelly Sander. Thanks for joining us. Until tomorrow at one, Southern Miss to, to the, the top. top. Into the future I wanna fly like an eagle To the sea Fly like an eagle Let my spirit carry me I want to fly like an eagle Till I'm free Super Talk Mississippi Media Production.